Have you been sitting at your desk, editing your life away, feeling kind of lonely and need of some human connection? And you want to jump into elopement photography or up-level your elopement photography business? I have something for you. We are hosting an elopement photographer retreat in Tahoe, California on August 29th to September 2nd. In this retreat, we are providing a full day elopement styled shoot from sunrise to starry skies so that you can experience what a real elopement feels like and how to storytell and document it. And then two other whole days of strategizing your business and setting it up so you can support this amazing business and service you want to provide. So please join us, apply in the show notes, and we want to see you there in person. I honestly want to hug you in person and there's only a few spots left. So continue enjoying the podcast and we cannot wait to see your application soon. Hey, it's Dana Schuler. I'm the host of the Ascend Together podcast. I'm a mama five, your biggest hype girl, and an elopement photographer that loves to talk about the slap in the face and hard on fire moments of life and entrepreneurship. I'm here to help you go beyond the photo and create a purpose-filled business. From pep talks, chill chats, and juicy interviews, I am here for you because you can't do it alone. So this is why we're gonna do it together. Hello, we are here with Kristen, one of my favorite, well, really only like great men, mindset coach friends. Um, <laughs> she, we've met, we met like, oh, was it like three years ago? Oh my gosh, it's been so long. Like three yeah. years ago now um, in a course we took and somehow got into an accountability group with a bunch of other amazing women and have been pretty close ever since and just cheering each other on in our journeys and um incorporating each other in our journeys <laughs> um but yes Kristen is a mindset coach um she does breath work meditation um lots of things in the mindset world I probably can't even describe and list because there's so many things um a yoga yoga teacher <laughs> um but she is all about the mindset world and does amazing at teaching it and sharing it with other people and living it in her own life and truly has been an inspiration to me in my own life and my own mindset journey so thank you Kristen because I've been really taking on that journey this year especially um when I got to see Kristen our own retreat host and facilitate that mindset piece and seeing how amazing firsthand it was to be in her presence, but also <laughs> um, to witness the impact of mindfulness on people and how they use it and, and in, especially in group work. So thank you, Kristen, for just being amazing and being who you are. And I cannot wait to really just dig into a few mindset pieces on here and we can get into it, crunch into a 45 minutes to an hour um, to open people's mind about this about this um, and how important it is to have in our daily lives. So Kristen, go ahead and introduce yourself after I rambled on about how amazing you are. Um, go ahead and introduce yourself and who you are and what you do. Awesome. Thank you for your kind words, Dana. That is, I feel great. I'm like, that's so nice. Um, I, yeah, my name is Kristen. I am a mindset coach. I do breathwork facilitation. Um, I'm really all about connecting your mind, your body, and your spirit. So there's also yoga, right? So we have the mind, mm -hmm. which is all of the way that we think about ourselves. 
we have the body, which is yoga and movement. And we have really the breath to me is like the spirit and just tying everything all together. So I'm super grateful to be here. And you are so inspiring. Like Dana, I mean, anyone who's listening to this already knows that Dana is like one of the most amazing women ever. (laughs) And I'm just grateful to get to sit down and talk with you. And I had so much fun being a part of your world on your retreat and just seeing how everyone is so inspired and motivated and working forward in their business. And it was just really cool to bring that mindset piece to it. So yeah. Yes. It was an amazing mix. And I love seeing you behind the camera and working. That was best. <laughs> oh my gosh. Those pictures. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know who I am in those, but I like them a lot. <laughs> Yeah, that was so fun. Um, yeah, I, like right when you said breath, it was funny when you said breath. I was like, okay, I like took a deep breath, like subconsciously. <laughs> I was like, <sighs> and, yeah. I think to me that's like the biggest thing, right? And I, I know on the retreat and just being with me for a little bit, anybody who's with me, they're like, oh wait, are we supposed to be having a deep breath? I'm like, yes, always. Like anytime you feel stressed, I'm like, let's just take a deep breath, and then you feel better. And it's it's the craziest thing, but you do. We need that oxygen yeah. and that oxygen just calms down our nervous system and tells ourselves, hey, we're good. We're safe. We can hang out and talk. Yeah. I mean, since we're kind of talking about breath, we can just like lean into that because I mean, the more I practice mindfulness practices every day with yoga and just um, practicing it with a group and things like that, I am so much more aware of my breath and remind myself so much more to take breaths. Um and I remember my yoga teacher saying, like, her fiance is a firefighter. And mm-hmm. she said um, that, like, the like the top 911 calls, people call about heart attacks. But they're most, mm-hmm. she's like, most of the time, they're not. They're, like, yeah. panic attacks, anxiety attacks, because they don't know how to use their breath. They're not getting enough physical activity. They're not breathing. She's like, they're just not breathing enough. And I was yeah. like, oh, my gosh. Like, when she said that, I'm like my goodness, like that's how important breath is. Like it's so important to be aware of that. And more and more that I practice it, the more I feel more present in my body and Mm -hmm. more like present with myself whenever I do. I'm like, okay, I need to take a deep breath right now. Or I tell my kids, let's take a deep breath. Like let's, 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 let's like get, get back into this. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think like breath to me is something that is so interesting because it's something we're doing constantly, right? You're never not breathing. If you're not, Mm -hmm. you're not with us and you know, that's the end, right? (laughs) But we're always, always breathing. And so much of it is subconscious. And the more that you start to become aware of it, one, you realize I, I have noticed as a yoga teacher and a breathwork teacher how many people backwards breathe. And I was somebody who also did this. And backwards breathing essentially just means when you breathe in, you're pulling your stomach in. And when you breathe out, you're pushing your stomach out. So to actually breathe correctly and to really inhale to your full capacity, which is what's going to make you feel good, it's going to bring in new energy, and it's going to let you release more is to to breathe so that your rib cage actually expands and goes out and like your belly and your chest fill up. So I always tell people, think about like you're blowing up a balloon, but you're the balloon. So you have to bring the air in. <laughs> so when, when you're breathing out, you should get smaller in your stomach. When you're breathing in, you're filling up like a balloon. So that seems to help. But 
I would say like, I'm sitting here like, like practicing it. (laughs) Yeah. And I'll tell people too. I mean, you can't see us, but if you take your hands and make like C shapes with your hands and wrap them around your rib cage and sit up nice and tall and you breathe in through your nose and really start to notice if your rib cage expands, if your rib cage doesn't, it means you need to breathe in a little bit deeper because every breath should really go down into that area and expand the diaphragm. Mm. And that's when you're going to be really activating that in yoga, we call it like the pranayama, like a life force breath. And it's it's mm-hmm. the breath that gives you extra energy. It's the breath that um, it will expand your lung capacity. It, it just brings so much to your life. And it also makes you more present and aware in your body just by breathing. So yeah, backwards breath. I've never heard of that. That is, <laughs> but that image is so good. I don't think I, I don't think I am a backwards breather, but now that I'm like practicing it right now, it does make a difference when you, when yeah. you like, you're not, I know, like I've seen you. I know you're I'm not like, a backwards breather. <laughs> I'm like, am I a backwards breather? Everyone on the podcast, am I a backwards breather? I'm all like breathing right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was a backwards breather and I think this is why it's so, it's something that's so important to me is, I mean, one, I have lung stuff in my family for generations. So I feel like this is like my job is to break this, this generational backwards breathing and lung problems and this, but it is really so common. Like I just, I thought I breathed fine. And then all of a sudden I realized, oh, I'm doing the opposite of what, I think I was in a yoga class and I'm like, wait, expand, but I'm sucking air in. Shouldn't I like suck everything in? I don't know. Um, but it's something that I definitely did. And I, I see it. if I'm doing a, a breathwork class, probably half the class is breathing backwards. So if you are backwards, you're fine. We're going to fix it. You're going to be great. <laughs> and, can, and can you explain breathwork class for everyone? I don't think a lot of people know what breathwork is. Okay. Not so in there's world. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, I'm so in it that I forget, <laughs> but yeah. There's, I mean, breath work is essentially any type of intentional breathing. So not just like the subconscious, I'm, you know, going around my day and I'm breathing. If you're sitting and breathing intentionally, it could just be, you know, breathing in for a count of three, exhaling for a count of three, that can count as breath work. It can be something that is a square breath where you're inhaling for the count of four, holding for the count of four, exhaling for the count of four, and holding again for the count of four so everything's even. And then I do this, um, I call it breathwork healing because breathwork has gotten a little more popular, So there's, there's, which I'm so excited about, but there's all these different types. And I have one particular practice that I'll do with people and a lot of times in groups that's really um, – it's very cleansing so and confronting and you're breathing in a very specific way and you're actually breathing through your mouth, which I don't recommend anytime normally, but it, it helps you release old stored emotion, which your body holds on to things and it will sit in there and you don't even necessarily realize what it is, but doing this particular breath work helps get it out and you leave feeling refreshed. It helps with anxiety, depression, you know, all of these these things that are really hard for us, but it it also will um, improve the health, improve your sleep. So it's my it's my go to when I'm feeling kind of stuck or uh, stale or lost. Like I will do this healing breathwork practice to bring myself back to me. So that's yeah. what I recommend. And for. it's it's like it's like a workout. <laughs> it is like a workout. <laughs> 
It's it not like, you're like, oh, it's going to be not relaxing. easy, but I mean, it's no. good. It's just not mm-hmm. easy. It is yeah. like, you really have to push yourself. And yes, yeah. but I mean, that's, I think that's why it brings so much like emotion forward. Like, yeah, everyone should try breath work. Honestly, it's a very, very different experience than yeah. you've ever felt ever. <laughs> I know. It's one of those things I try to describe it and I really am It's like, really hard to. I will describe it to you, but your experience is going to be different and it's different every mm-hmm. time and you really just have to to do it, to feel it. And um and whenever anybody finishes, they're like, "I get why you couldn't say what that was because it's yeah. so it's so personal and it's so internal mm-hmm. and yeah, it's just something you have to experience. And it's only it's like 20 minutes of breathing in a very certain way. And you're like, okay, 20 yeah, minutes. It is. And I, I think that'd be so cool to do a group one. That sounds really cool. Yeah, the group ones are really, really powerful because, you know, I mean, you know, just doing work together in a group in general, we all feed off of each other and it, you experience things differently because you see yourself in someone else. And having that kind of... um energy and moving things around in a group setting like an intention as a group it to me it's always like 10 times more powerful than an individual one-on-one one-on-ones are great mm-hmm. as well but there's just something magical about a group oh, I just wish I was like in Las Vegas with you sometimes <laughs> like can we, we like live next to each other I know uh, I wish we could too <laughs> Because, man, it just feels like it's filled down there with all these amazing people. I got to find these people over here in my area in Sacramento. Man. I know. Um, I got to find the community more and dig into it. But, yeah, that's really cool because, yeah, Kristen hosts a lot of stuff in her area. She's She has a great communi- community cultivation in her area um, with lots of classes and group classes and things like that, which is so fun. Um, yes. Yes. I have more online now, too, which is great. That's coming – more virtual breath work. So it's not quite the same, but it's still, it helps. You're still in a group. It still still does something. I mean, that's what we did. I mean, in a way, I mean like, yeah, in a way we did that because I'm not next to you and you're not in my pocket. So yeah. um, (laughs) That was like one of the biggest things in the retreat. Can we just take you like a little person (laughs) in our pocket, like to just like (laughs) keep us going in life. Um, Like you're doing great. No. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I I think that's great to talk about next is the power of community, community. And I feel like you've done a great job of in your own feet on the ground community to really cultivate that. I mean, now you have a podcast, which is amazing, but even um, like, I feel like that's where your roots are and where you do a lot of your work. And so like, how does that like really yeah, like how does how does that really um, I say impact like impact you and like your community to have those mindful practices like there in person? I feel like in person is so so different. It is. I mean, I I came from, um, but this community is really what brought me into this whole <laughs> world, this journey. And I mean, Dana, you've like been there from the beginning. I um, I did hair for a very long time. It's a lot of one-on-one. It's a lot of people-pleasing. It was a lot of my own energy. And um, I watched all these wonderful women just burn themselves out doing Mm. things for others. And I was like, you know what? Something's got to change. Like, we've got to do something for ourselves. So I had this vision to do, um, create like a a half-day retreat. I was like, I know these girls and I know that they're not going to 
get themselves away for three days from work because they're all workaholics and and no one's going to take that time. So I'm like, I'm going to create something for busy people where they can, I can convince them to come and hang out with me for five hours and they can reset. And that's really where this all started. And I just kind of had this idea and I was like, well, I'm going to try it. And I did. And I had a friend who hosted it at her house and we had uh, food. I did. I led a meditation and we did kind of this share circle is what I call it, called it. And I still do those in my groups. Now, a lot of the elements from that very first um, half day retreat where I just like pulled my coworkers and was like, you have to do this with me and you're going to feel better. <laughs> and luckily they trusted me to do it. Um, a lot of those first things are still in my, in my community that I have built and that do come together because it's really what I noticed is we're all going through really similar things. We're all dealing with really similar struggles. And even if they look different, we see ourselves and others. So Mm -hmm. sitting together and kind of sharing what you're going through is just one of the most powerful things I've ever seen. And you leave I think for me, I always had a really hard time talking about things that I was going through. I was really great at being there for other people, but I noticed one when I shared and in the, in the first days of this, before I had kind of built this, you know, there's a little bit of trust if you're going to come and sit with me and be like, I'm going to, you're going to do a share circle and say whatever's on your heart, (laughs) you know? So I would sit and I would share what I was going through. And at first it felt really hard. And so if anybody's like listening to this, like, yeah, right, I could never share anything with people. Mm. It was really hard to share some of those first things because I'd grown up in like a pretend like everything's fine and nothing's ever fine, right? Mm -hmm. Nothing's ever fine with everybody. Things are good and things are, you have times that are great, but there's always little struggles that we're going through. Yeah. And so the more that I shared, I felt more comfortable with it. And then I think it opened up other people and everyone would leave with this, you could feel like the weight lifted off of people. It's Mm -hmm. like these things that you felt like you had to carry yourself. Yeah. Suddenly you put it out and we're all sharing it together. And I think that that's part of what makes community so important is you don't feel alone. And I I think that's so important. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what I felt at the retreat in December. Mm. like just weight lifted off of people and also like light in their minds. Like there was just like this light and this spark and this like refresh from people um, coming together in person and feeling the energy and crying together. And like, I mean, in the center of mind, body medicine groups, if Mm anyone's familiar with with that, um, we had like small groups of like six people going through these very, deep mindfulness exercises that brought lots of emotion forward for people. And we were with the same group for five days online. Um, and Kristen went, to, went through a similar experience mm-hmm. and these random people we've never met before, just like <laughs> sharing yeah. our hearts and our addictions and our struggles and like the power from it though, to have mm-hmm. those people to share those things and to cry and to feel those deep feelings together was like really life-changing and no matter the age no matter the gender no matter what their life was we all just like Kristen said like you felt the same even though it was different it was same but different (laughs) yeah I think you just you see parts of yourself in other people and you're like oh my gosh I can relate to that even if it's not 
if you're not going through the exact same thing or there's something that makes it, you know, it's like a mirror. You see a part of yourself in someone else and you realize how similar we all are. And it, and what it really creates is more love and more empathy for others, which is what the world needs. (laughs) So more compassion, really. I mean, so many people, especially in the business world, the small business world, Mm -hmm. specifically photographers in my world, um, they just try to do everything alone. I mean, they, they think that like, that's how you're supposed to do it. And that's how mm-hmm. you're the winner. That's how you're successful is doing it alone. And look at me, like I did it all by myself, <laughs> like a kid, you know, like I did it all by myself. Like that's kind of like yeah. what we take on from our childhood sometimes. Yeah. To, like be recognized as like, I did it all by myself. And that's just not it. Like it's not, no. it's not really realistic. And most people who do that, we are suffering and burning so, yeah. out and just like you said, like burning out, suffering on the inside, putting on a show for everybody else. Mm-hmm. And it, it's painful. And you, we should not all carry that on ourselves. It's not, that's not how the world is. Like we're, we families, we're supposed to be together. Our partners supposed to be together, doing it together, you know, in worship or spiritual things, doing it together. Mm-hmm. Um, there's never a point in it, like a human's life where we're supposed to do things alone all the time. Right. No, no. No, there's no, there's no alone. Like humans, I always say humans are pack animals. Like we're supposed to be rallying together and and being together. Like we're not, we're not someone who's even just in our nature supposed to be by ourselves. So even if you're an introvert, you need people. If you're introvert or extrovert, Mm -hmm. extrovert, you still need people. And I think that that's really important to remember. And I love like with business, when you are are carrying so much yourself, Mm -hmm. I think it blocks you from being able to be creative and to see other ways of doing things. And I think that's like what you have created is so magical because now you have, if you're in the program, you have all these people cheering you on and being like, that's a great idea. You could do it this way. You could do it like offering up things instead of you being carrying the burden of having to do everything and feeling stuck and lost and, and ending up in like this, spinning of worry but acting like everything's fine like there's no room for growth there yeah it yes it it really caps you on where you can go and that's one of the biggest things I've seen in the group whether it be for business or mindset or anything like each of us are so the same but so different and our differences Mm -hmm. make us make each other open each other's mind I mean that's why I'm so yeah. out of the world of like the politics and, and choosing a side. I mean, and you're yeah. we used to have a whole conversation with like this before, but that's why I'm just like, not even no, 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 no. Because that is division and mm-hmm. closed mindedness and tension um, and hatred and resentment. And I'm like, I want none of that anywhere. And when you are in a group and you actually open your mind to other people's opinions and what they have to say, you grow. I mean, that is growth. I mean, we only really grow together. Oh, it's so true. We, yeah, you can't grow by yourself. Like, I mean, a flower needs a flower needs the dirt. It needs the sun. And, it needs the yeah. water. Like, it's yeah. not like just on its own. Like, and I grew at the end. Like, there's yeah, always like, I'm on cement. I'm just gonna like grow. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, there's this. There's always support. There's always other things that make things grow and make things into something new. And yeah, it's just so yeah, special. The community is beautiful. And I love how you've created yours. And I, I do remember, I remember when you did your first five hour one yeah. and you're like, guys, I'm putting this together. And like all of a sudden it's, oh, I just love being in that accountability group. Um, 
and yeah to see you from there to like what you're doing now which is like just like so many other things but I love how you also created the community like you saw the need for it and didn't keep it to yourself you're like I know these people need this and I'm not gonna go look for it I'm gonna create it and that's something I encourage so many people who are like I need to I like there's no one in my community which is like what I said earlier I have to go create it or like really search (laughs) to find it by friends to create it together um but people often are like, ah, oh, there's no one here or there's no one here that's going to help. Like, there's no community here. There's no, they don't do anything here. It's like, then go do it. Like, go find yes. other friends that are like you and go create what that is. Like, you don't have oh to wait gosh. around for things to come to you or community. Like, you, you have the power to create a community right now. And that's, like, just like you did. And, like, with my program, I made that because I saw there was something missing. And that's, I'm like, I, I'm going to do it. No one else is doing it. So I guess I have to. Um, and we have the power to do that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Don't wait around. And it's people want it. People want community. I think now more than ever, we've, you know, there's been so many people who have been kind of stuck in isolation and not having that. Um, and of course I, I definitely feel sensitive to the people who are like a little nervous to come back into a group because it does feel strange if you've been really on your own to like be around other people like is this okay but it you will feel so good and like yeah people just are craving that community so if you put out something just try it I mean just try it just try to bring some people together have them talk about how they're feeling you talk about how you're feeling you'll be surprised you know and it's something that we don't make time for. I think, mm-hmm. you know, back back before there was more time where, you know, women would like sit around and get things ready for their groups and they would be, you know, cutting potatoes. I don't know. But there was there was more of that community time. Yes. And now we're more isolated in our homes and running our children around to 27 activities. That's what I was doing this morning. <laughs> so and <laughs> Yeah, I do. Like, it's funny. You, I'm driving around and I'm like kind of meeting up with people, but it's all this little small talk. We need those like deep, real yes. conversations, mm-hmm. not just like, hey, how are you? How's everything going? Like, I I want to talk about real stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so the real I stuff. Like, like, I want to talk, talk more about, about our feelings. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I want to talk about more stuff. So I'm going to make some groups where we do that. And I'm uh, the people that came to our, our first, I have a partner that I do most of my stuff with now. And we have people that came to our like first initial ones that come to other ones. And now, you know, we do longer retreats and weekends and we'll just suddenly be like, you know, it feels like we need to do something and we'll throw out something and 25, 30 people will show up and it's like, awesome, you know, but those people are there because we did it because we just said, Hey, you guys want to come and we'll offer you a space and let's just do this. Yeah. And I mean, there's plenty of times where like Chris and I were in that accountability group and it was a beautiful season. And sometimes groups are not forever. Like they're like, we had a season with our own accountability group that was so wonderful and we really needed each other. And now we still connect, but we're not like meeting every week like we were. Um, And I also personally had another accountability group with the photographers that was five people, including me. And we met for a good amount of months. And it was so fantastic to meet every single week and talk about what's going through with with all of our photography business stuff. But it was a season we met up for, you know, we did uh, shootouts and things like that together. But it was for a season. And then, you know, we're still friends. But, you know, 
also when I think some people hold back with commitment towards things and things that think that it's like forever. And, but there's also, you know, like different ways to cultivate groups. Um, and they're all seasons. Like everything is just like, you know, you need it right now. And then you go on to your next path or your next part of your journey. Um, but yeah, I, I love, I love new groups when I have new ones and, um, just being able to have that deep connection is is so important and I love you saying like making time for it just to have that deep deep connection and I feel like that's why um clubhouse was so popular for a little bit I mean it's not it was too honestly like way too much energy but for a little bit I think it was so popular because people could actually realize that people are real people like yes (laughs) like we're oh wow like it's a real person and I can actually connect with them and um, they're going through that real thing, um, which I think was so addicting for people to realize mm-hmm. that they're not just listening to a podcast, but they're having real conversations with people that are going through the same thing. Um, yeah, I think it was just too overwhelming because there's so many people on there, but um, <laughs> it was really fun while it was on for a little bit. We had some great conversations all there with each yeah. other. But, yeah. Well, and I think part of that was too, it kind of, you know, there's, you can say what you will about social media, but it like, it it brings people together, but there's also like that element of you see somebody who's been really successful on it and mm-hmm. you kind of put them on this pedestal of, yes. oh, they're this and they're that. And Clubhouse kind of brought those people into real, like you said, they're real people and you could have conversations mm-hmm. like, oh, like they worried about the same things I'm worried about now. I'm just at this point in my journey and they're at that point, but it doesn't make anything like unattainable, I guess. It makes it more real. Yeah. Yes. That was a cool thing about it. (laughs) Yeah. Clubhouse. That was, that was definitely a season. (laughs) That was it. That was a season that I did not want to go on forever. (laughs) But I love that you said that because I'm all about, I mean, part of, part of the things that I teach and I coach is to like, listen, listen to your body and listen to yourself and like, take time to ask yourself, is this working for me? And I think we get, into, I don't know, different habits of like, well, I committed to this. I have to do this. And yes, to a point, but there's also like check in with yourself every so often. Mm. Does this still feel good? Is this still working for me? If it's not, you're allowed to say like, this time is done. (laughs) And I think that we forget that we can do that. And it's one of the most powerful things you can do is to just check in with yourself. Does this feel good? That's a big one. Uh, That's what we talked about before is awareness. And that's what I'm yes. trying to bring in so much to my own life and group too. But um, this is a big one, I think, because people, I think way, the way that a lot of us were raised was mm-hmm. you go to college, you get a career. It's one career, the yeah. career. You retire from that one career and you are successful in life. And I feel like that has really almost been traumatizing for a lot of people. Oh my like, God. Yeah. Like to that, that weight of like, you cannot change your career or you will be unsuccessful <laughs> is like, I see it across the board on our generations. Um, for oh sure. Gosh. Especially the millennial generation, for sure. Um, it's huge. And it, I remember if I tried, like I would try multiple, I've always been entrepreneurial, but I would try like a business for a year and I'd be like, oh my gosh, I am failing. I'm quitting because I am not feeling it anymore. Like I tried mm-hmm. my hardest. I did my best and I had fun. And it was a season I learned so much, but like, I realized it's really not for me right now. And I felt so guilty and so much like failure 
And I realized, no, it was a season and I had to be okay with that. And, and realized that I learned so much about business in that one year. And now it's like my next chapter. And so I went to photography and then I realized, Hey, I'm not going to be a photographer my whole life. And I'm, that's okay. It was a season. Now I'm moving on to a different part of my business, which is coaching and helping others. So I see this across the board people that they're just like, I can't let this go. Like I can't let this go because I worked so hard towards it. And it's mm-hmm. like, I, it's like, I did nothing and I, I'm just gonna throw it all away. It's like, no, you did not. You threw nothing away. Like that was a whole journey. You learned so much. Like you grew so much. Like that was the fruits of that. Um, you can't say that you didn't learn anything, right? Like you learned <laughs> what you did not want to do, or you just learned skills from that one season in your life. Um, but yeah, I'm very passionate about that because a lot of people have a really hard time letting go and moving forward to the next step in their life. Like I think no, people see their life as seasons often. Like they see it as like one straight thing, um, which is not realistic, right? (laughs) No, I mean, I love that you're talking. I was actually thinking about seasons this morning because like our, we are cyclical. Our years are cyclical, right? Like you're going, the year is changing. Like you're going through, you know, we're in winter right now. And I know here, maybe where you are too, it's like starting to warm up and I'm like, okay, now it's spring and you want to be outside. But I know by the end of summer, I'm going to be like, forget being outside. I want to be in my house. Where is my pumpkin spice? Like, come on. (laughs) Like we, that's how we run. And even like our days, right? You wake up and you're maybe moving a little slower or you're someone who gets up and goes, but there's going to be a part of your day where you're super active. And then there's going to be a part of your day where you slow down and you're winding down why shouldn't our our right. whole life be like that? Like, why isn't that, you know, you work and you, which, I mean, there's a whole, a whole discussion about like, okay, you know, you go to college, you do this. If that doesn't feel right, please don't, please don't go. Do, do yeah. what feels right for you. Um, but if you get into a job and you're doing it and you wake up miserable every day, that goes into that check-in of like, do I, do I like this? Because if mm-hmm. I don't, why are you wasting your life? Like, don't waste your life. This is it. Like, yeah. do something else. Make a yeah, change. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. And I, and I think it just, yeah. I, I, see, I see so much guilt from people who, like, oh, yes. I'm, I'm like, like a wedding photographer. Like, they did weddings for two years and they hit it hard. And then they realize that like the like the last like six months of it were just like or last three years of it were just like horrible for them and they didn't really like bring that feeling forward until they had like awareness about it and also feeling like oh I've been pushing that away because I worked so hard towards this and I built something so big and I can't do anything else because I built it like what am I supposed to do if I built it and just leave it like that's failing so yeah I think yeah go ahead (laughs) I'm just gonna say guilt is like it's a really low vibration um, mm. emotion, which just means like when you're when you're living in guilt, you're basically not attracting great things to you. Um, so chances are a lot of your life is not going to feel quite right if you're feeling guilty about trying to move forward from something else. And the thing is, guilt is a man-made emotion. Okay, so guilt is something that we all know about, we feel about, but we learn it. Like you don't, as a baby, you don't feel guilt because you're crying. (laughs) So it's something that you develop as a person older because you're you're taught it. Yeah, I know, right? This like blew my mind when I first learned it. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so when you're a baby, you're happy, you're sad, uh, you're hungry, you're tired, 
but you're not, you have these basic emotions, but guilt is something that we develop and that our, our parents, thanks parents, that our parents teach us, um, that society teaches us. And when you, it doesn't completely take it away to learn that, but it helps you to kind of step away from it and see it in a different way. So think about guilt as like Cheez-Its, right? Like sometimes it's okay to have them, but you don't want to fill yourself with them. You mm-hmm. want to have the apples <laughs> yeah, and the vegetables. That's going to make you feel better, right? So it's okay that it's there. Don't – because then there's like the compiling of like, well, I feel guilty. Now I feel guilty that I feel guilty. So just <laughs> – don't the go there. It, yeah, it's like a mindset spiral, right? So you're you're like going down this deep rabbit hole of guilt. Just acknowledge that you feel it. And like I feel guilty about changing my career. And I always suggest to people like if you feel guilt, write down what you feel guilty about. Now look at that. Is that the guilt that you feel going to change your life? Because normally like I feel guilty because I work so hard for this. Okay. And if you decide to do something else, what happens, like you said, what happens to that hard work? Nothing. You've worked hard. You learned so much. You grew as a person. You learned that you didn't like this. And that's great. So try to switch the guilt up into congratulating yourself for acknowledging that you don't like something and that you're ready to move on. Yeah. I love that. Writing it down. When you write things down, mate. Oh, when you write, when you write there's things none down. in the pen. You gotta and write it see down. See it in front of your face. Can I tell you the power of that? Oh my goodness. Oh, it, my it's it's so simple, but that awareness, that practice is very big. I mean uh, it yeah, is. Just, yeah. Do it I mean doing it that is. with a group and, and having them write things down and what comes out of that is is just really crazy to see what that simple ten minutes of writing could do to somebody and realizations that come forward. Um with with that and um one more thing i was going to say about about the the seasons thing and being able to step into another chapter and leave one behind um is i I see a lot of people who who are in a secure place and that are comfortable Mm -hmm. and they're comfy they're like okay this is secure this is your career (laughs) job whatever but they they're also dying inside a little bit like (laughs) they're also like uh but because they built something or because they already made that decision, they'll mm-hmm. only like have to do something. Like they, they, let's say they say like they want to like do something. Like I want to do this other thing. I like so passionate about it. I want to do it. But because of what they already built, they'll like have to do it. And yeah. kind of be like, Oh, well I, I'm not successful at it. So I'm just not going to do it because you know, I'm comfortable where I'm, at, where I'm at. So like, but you never, you know, it's hard for people to like go full force and commit to the next thing. Like that commitment to the next thing is like, feels like they're quitting on themselves or failing. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, that, that mindset junk is like one of the hardest to work through with somebody um, when you're working. I don't know if you ever experienced this, yeah. Kristen, when yes. you're working with somebody on this, <laughs> but that is like one of the hardest things to like work with on somebody, uh, with somebody is to get them through that letting go piece and closing that door mm-hmm. and opening another one. Um, it's hard. And I'm sure a lot of us have felt that, felt that but man, mm-hmm. it is hard, yeah. but it's so beautiful. The next step and the, the doors, the multiple doors that open and the next the next step we take, which is really, really the best part. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, what I always will say to people, there's a there's a great book that is called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Yes, if you're struggling with really have you read that? Yeah. Like if you're struggling with jumping to the next thing, it just is a good reminder that because I think a lot of people I know I experienced this when I when I jumped off my cliff to to step into this more, you know, mindset work and a lot of people are like what are what you're really good at this job and you have built a clientele like what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And 
but I knew like in my, like my, first of all, like my body hurt. If you're, this is just a little, a little hack. If you're doing something and your body is hurting, your body is telling you like, Hey, we're done here. It's giving you, (laughs) it's giving you a little clue of like, Hey, and if you don't listen to it, it will shout at you, which basically comes in the form of, I don't know, some sort of an injury, (laughs) not, not great stuff. Like if your shoulders are tight, they're just going to get tighter until you listen. Um, but a lot of the people in your life will tell you like, you're great at this. You're doing great. And that gets stuck in your head. And so you you think, well, number one, I'm afraid of what's on the other side and there's no growth without discomfort. Mm-hmm. You got to be a little uncomfortable to grow. It's just got to happen. And then the other thing is, you hear people and you're like, I'm going to let people down. So if you've got any people pleaser in you, which oh. I, I mean, most women do. I know I always call myself a recovering people pleaser, but you're like, oh my gosh, well, I can't change because I'm going to let all these people down. This person told me they were going to book me for a wedding next year and now I'm going to quit. Mm, yes. <laughs> like, how can I do that to them? First of all, you're not doing anything to them and you yep. – I always tell people to go back to their intention. Like, what is your intention? Because mm. if there's this push that's like whispering at you some sort of a nudge of like, oh, I should try something else. I, I kind of have this little desire to try a new business, but I'm really comfortable over here. Yeah. That nudge is not going to go away. And what mm-hmm. that nudge will turn into if you don't listen to it is regret. Yes. And regret Ugh. is a lot harder to deal with than the discomfort of trying something new or telling something someone you're not doing something. So I always like to tell people to like, go into the future. Go hang out with future you and say you didn't do this business. How does she feel? How does he feel? Is he is he super happy that he's still in the same job? Because <laughs> a lot of times when you go there, you're like, oh no, I can't. That's terrible. Like I feel yeah. awful. Yes. Um and just reminding yourself that it's okay to be uncomfortable because I think th- another story that we tell ourselves is when you're an adult, you're going to have things figured out and everything's going to be easy. That's, oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, hello, not that? true. <laughs> <laughs> At least I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for that. Right? Is it like there's like a feeling that we're always waiting like, oh, things, yeah, there'll be a time when things are a breeze, like. I don't know. Like, you know, you know, I feel like there's like the misconception of like, yeah, you work your job and then your amazing job and then you retire and then your life is just amazing for 20 years. And that kind of, uh, it's just not real. It's not real life. It's like, it goes back to that. We're all going through something at some point. So instead of looking for ease, look for excitement. Yes. Look for things that light you up rather than things that feel like easy. Easy. At some point, easy's. I'm not saying like the things that you like should feel there should be this some sort of flow, Mm -hmm. but to me, like a flow and easy aren't the same. A flow means you're Mm -hmm. excited. You finish it. You're like fired up. Like I know this sounds so silly, but when I record meditations after I finish, I'm like, I feel so great. I feel so fired up, even though I'm like, okay, now breathe deeply. (laughs) (laughs) Like you shouldn't necessarily feel fired up after that. But it feels like what I'm supposed to be doing. So it's yes. like you're a little bit on fire. And and that's really what you're looking for. Not like I went to my job again and everything was the same as yesterday. And I like, was that a freaking boss good. and I did everything amazing. But I hated yeah. what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. I hated you know, it. I nailed it. But my I body hurt it. and yeah. I'm miserable. 
Well, that's, yeah. that's something like when I help people niche down um, in, in their business with like photography mm-hmm. spe- specifically is they're doing all these things and they're like, yeah, this is my niche, this, 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 this family photography and maternity <laughs> and, and couples and weddings. And I'm like, okay, well, what do you love to do the most? Well, I'm really good at this. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, let's get a step back. I don't care mm-hmm. how good you're at some at something. I don't care how you published with something. I do not care. Yeah. I need to know what lights your heart on fire. Like that is like my question. What lights your heart? Like if you can do anything and you're just like your heart is on fire, just like you said, Kristen. Mm-hmm. Then what is that thing? Because you know, so many people are like, I love this. I don't care if you love it. Like you need your heart needs to be on fire for it for it to be it. Because there's a difference when, I, especially when I work with people from people who create these experiences for their clients that are like one hour session and they're just taking pictures and, (laughs) and these kind of things um, that are pretty compared to someone who creates a package where they're like their intention, their impact, their, uh, their like why is so strong. And they're like, my experience impacts women in their pregnancy (laughs) and have birth and postpartum and encourages them and supports them to make them feel beautiful. Like it's so different. And their fire is just like, hot compared to someone who's just like yeah I just do this because I'm great at it like I can do 20 sessions like for for like two weeks and like I'm on fire it's like wait are you on fire you just like good at it (laughs) are you are you on fire or are you burning (laughs) are you you burning on the inside like (laughs) burnt out and fire not the same thing though (laughs) yes exactly burnt down and fired up is not the same thing yes there's different types of burning people um (laughs) but yeah but I I bet you a difference yeah, and I bet it's actually really hard for people to answer that. What lights you on fire? Because it's it not is. something that we get asked. It's like, it's how are you going to make money and provide for yourself? Yes, yes. And how are you going to be secure and comfortable? Yeah. Um, which I'm just like sometimes I'm like forget about comfortable and secure. I want to be risky and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and take you know risks and you know. Yes, and if you're doing something that lights you on fire, that you're supposed to be doing, that you're like responding to in such a way that you feel so good. The, the business comes because it's like, you're, it does. people want to oh be God. around you when you're excited about something. If you're like, you believe yeah, in it, like the miss. energy is so mm-hmm. like the energy, like the energy just flows to other people. You can see it night and day. Yes. yes. Yeah. And I think I have to talk about this as we're talking about, you know, trying different things because what keeps most people stuck is, their own limiting beliefs is their own mind, mm. right? So being that that awareness piece, that being aware of like, do I like something? Do I like this? Awareness also comes into your thoughts, right? So noticing if you're thinking about something that might be exciting, like I maybe want to niche down into just maternity. Mm-hmm. But you hear this voice that tells you, but maternity doesn't make money. You're never going to make enough money at that. That's a limiting belief. So I think a lot of times people are like, limiting beliefs, what are those? Those are just like rational thoughts. Like, no, that is a limiting belief. You have to find those little pieces and you have to replace them. So if your limiting belief is, you know, maternity doesn't make enough money, then you swap it out with, I am making, give yourself a number. I'm making, I don't know, $300,000 a year doing maternity shoots. Even if it Mm -hmm. sounds silly or like you don't know how it's going to happen, you don't need to know how it's going to happen. Just take that I don't make money thought out of your head, catch it, and put something else in there. Yes. Yes. 
very, very, very much agree with the limiting beliefs. I could do a whole other podcast. I know. (laughs) It's limiting beliefs. Uh, Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Yes, because it's also easier to give into those, honestly. Mm -hmm. Like, it's easier for us right in that moment to be like, oh, no, because my body doesn't, Mm -hmm. honestly, our body naturally does not want to change. Like, because it's hard. Like, our body knows it's going to be hard. Our mind knows it's going to be hard. It's going to be pushed. And we have to... Mm -hmm do the work to get to that place and so they're like oh we're comfortable like it's just we're comfortable here. but we're totally not at the same time like <laughs> like it's just this bitter you know like it, we're not but we are it's it's so weird but um it is but yeah I mean it's really beautiful when we truly believe in something and truly that your heart on fire and and let's talk a little bit about like how do you discern this because I feel like some people just don't know like I feel like some people think they need to have the answer right then to know, or almost like if you're a Christian, like praying to God, some people think, oh yeah, like God's going to give me the answer like tomorrow. Um, (laughs) Or like, I'm going to get the answer tomorrow, whatever you believe in. And and it's just not, that's not it. One thing leads you to the next thing to grow into the next thing. It's not like you have your final answer. There will be like a breakthrough. There's a breakthrough point, but I feel like there's like 1% accumulation to get up to that point to find like the thing. Yes. Well, and I think, I think our, I mean, our brains are made to solve problems, right? So we're mm-hmm. here trying to solve problems always. Um, and so when, what we want to do is we want to have the solution. <laughs> like yeah. we want to have the final <laughs> solution. <laughs> so you're to like, the puzzle. okay, well, as soon as I can figure out the perfect solution, I can move forward. Yes. But yes. it's just not how, <laughs> right? I mean, that's, I am. And that's it's like, I mean, you that is, fit in that. Yeah. I mean, that's totally part of it is, is like, I need, I, like, I need to know the path. Like I need Mm -hmm. to know the exact steps to get there. And sometimes you don't, it's, you don't have them or you do not need them. Like, because sometimes direct steps to get there, you know, guard you off from, or block you off from other things you could be doing that are what you need to be doing. Um, and I, I love seeing people's journeys of where they, I just say, Hey, let's like forget about the strategy right now. Like let's forget about the launch plan. I want you to just yeah. think about why you want to do this and, and work on that vision. Like work on that vision and then just do the thing, do the podcast. Don't even have a strategy. Don't have like a launch plan. Just record it with your intention and see where it takes you. Um, because I have the same conversation as when they're like, I need to know exactly what this is going to be about. <laughs> and like, I need to know how to exactly launch this. I'm like, sometimes there's no launch plans. Sometimes there's no strategy. Sometimes mm-hmm. you have to focus on your vision and your intention to get you to that place. Um, and it felt really, she felt so relieved, like being able to let that go. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, like everything doesn't need an exact plan or exact launch strategy. Like business world is like launch strategy. And, and there are, there are times for strategy, but there's also Absolutely. time where we need to listen to ourselves and uh, what we need and what we want. And like that awareness. Well, I think entrepreneurship is this beautiful dance of following your intuition, following following those nudges and and implementing strategy because you can't have one without yes. the other. Yes. Um I we I do a lot of like manifesting work with people cuz people are like I want to learn how to manifest, which is just basically like creating your life and co-creating with God, with the universe, with you know, whatever you it is you believe. But they there's a lot of schools of like one or the other like okay how do i make the plan from a to z or i'm just going to think about it and it's going to happen and it really is such a marriage of the two two so yes. you have to 
you have to set your intention. I love that you talk about that. And, and the intention, the thing about intention is one, you want to think about what you're creating for people. And one of my biggest questions is how do you want to feel? Like at the end of this, Mm -hmm. what's the feeling that you're going for? And then when it's hard in the middle, when you're at a point that feels like, forget this, this is too hard. I want to quit. And your brain's like, yep, see, here's that problem. Here's the problem we were looking for. I found it. Let's go back to the comfort place. Then you can go back to the, how is it that I want to feel? Oh yeah. I want to feel, I don't know, like life is easy, successful. I want to feel my heart warmed because I'm connecting people. I want whatever it is that you want to feel, you go back to that feeling and then you're able to push forward. And so I love that you talk about intention with people because that is what's going to keep you going. And I also think it's important to notice your self-sabotaging behaviors because we all have them. So like looking at things that haven't worked in the past and kind of recognizing, okay, where does it go wrong? Is there something that is interconnected here? Like, is there something that's happening consistently? Because usually there is. It's like, oh, when when I have to learn something new, I get nervous and I stop and I just go back. Or when I have to invest some money, I get nervous and I stop. Like, whatever it might be. So then you can think about what are what are the things that are your self-sabotaging behaviors and then bring that awareness there and go like, oh, here it's coming. I can do this. I can work through it. Yes. And yeah, seeing it before it comes and also being able to, you know, see it when it's there and process that. I mean, yeah. And um, being open to pivot. I think I think yes. that's a lot of what you're you're talking about is like, okay, so you might have this one plan, but if you start it, and you're like, oh, you know what? Now that I'm doing this, I actually my my thought process is going a little bit more in a different direction. It's okay to to pivot it and keep going. You're still going to have the same intention of how you want to feel at the end. So the mm-hmm. the road can go so many different ways. So being open to pivot and I think what's going to keep you grounded in those times are having a, a mindfulness practice. So whether you're meditating quietly for five minutes a day, meditating by going for a walk outside, just, you know, doing a breath practice where you're breathing intentionally, not just breathing. Those are things that's going to keep you connected and grounded in yourself so that you can deal with the uncomfortableness of switching and moving and moving through and movement. Do some movement. You got to, I mean, yoga is my go-to of course, because that's going to connect you with your body in a different way. Mm -hmm. But if it's going for a run, go for a run. Like you got to do things to activate yourself so that you're out of your head. Get out of your head. (laughs) Yes. And I mean, I I love, yeah, where this is going because yeah, finding a mindfulness practice. I I mean, I don't care if you're Christian. Like I feel like as a Christian, I felt so resistant towards that world. Mm-hmm. but it, it it's helped my spirituality in many ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, prayer is meditation. I mean, and meditation is also a, a deeper form of prayer. Um, yeah. and I found myself having deeper, deeper conversations with God, deeper, deeper ways to connect with him because I have this 30 minutes while I'm doing something or even mm-hmm. yoga where it's part meditative when I take, you know, when I take classes that are more meditative, um, I feel so much more connected spiritually. And so, yeah, whatever you believe in, you know, take like 
I know it feels weird at first to like do a meditation <laughs> because it's different. <laughs> like if you haven't done it before, it's different and it's your body slowing down and it's like, oh wait, I have to go, 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 go. I can't stop. Like yeah. I can't stop and be quiet. And sometimes that silence and that quietness can be hard for yes. you because feelings come forward and so things you don't want to deal with come forward. And that's why I think a lot of people mm-hmm. resist being in that quiet place with their feelings because it's, it's really hard. <laughs> and I'm sure you deal with it this a lot, Kristen, and your clients, but yeah, it's really hard to bring those forward and deal with those. It's painful, but the more we do it, the easier it gets to, to see them coming. Like Kristen said, right. See them coming see it mm-hmm. in front of you and then be able to process it because it makes the next hard thing that comes a lot easier to deal with. Yeah. And I do think that, I mean, this was another big motivator for me to get more into teaching this and sharing and all of it because I think I always thought I was just doing meditation wrong. Honestly, I obviously have a little bit of a perfectionist um, self-sabotaging trait <laughs> as well if we're talking about these. But I was like, I can't quiet my mind. And so I figured I was just not doing it right. And there is a big misconception with that. Like if you can quiet your mind and it can be completely blank, good for you, that's great. But most of us, we're going to have thoughts come in. Mm-hmm. The whole purpose of meditation is to just not follow the thought. It's not that you're not – your brain is meant to think. Like it, like I said, it's it's trying to solve problems all the time. So as soon as you sit down, all the problems that you have are going to, to surface. And it's really just about trying not to follow it. Like if you think about – I mean, silly. If you think about pizza, you don't start thinking like, ooh, pizza, now. What does it smell like? Pizza? Oh, I'm tasting it yeah. now. And- <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Do I want pepperoni or do I want mushroom? Maybe both, you know, so like that's, that's following your thought. If you're really trying to be mindful, you are sitting and you're breathing and you're like pizza and you're like, Hmm, I'm thinking about pizza. That's interesting. Okay. Back to my breath or back to the work. So it's just like continuing to come back and not following the thought. And when I, when I understood that, I was like, Oh, that's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. So I always like to share that. I like that. that perspective. Yes. And yeah. I love that because because it's, it's really just about focusing on, on the breath and what, you know, mm-hmm. the meditation is about. And I mean, most, yeah. in a lot of meditations I go through, they're always like, okay, if your mind has started to wander, now bring your mind back to your breath. Like that's why you're yeah. in the back of my mind. Now bring your mind back to your breath and focus on that. Like, <laughs> you're like, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's what I'm doing. Then it's like, then we're not being conscious. Like, yeah, it's almost like, uh, what do you call it? Like the monkey mind. Like you're not yes. being present when you start, start following Any. something and start thinking yeah. about it. Like you're not present anymore with your body. You've, and that's yeah, like the difference of the feeling, me. the difference of the feeling. Yes. And no matter what, even if you have a meditation that is so hard, because some days it is, it just depends yes. on what's going on in your life, in your body, in like everything. In you know, sometimes I'm meditating and three children are like coming in and I'm like, okay. this. Well, if you see Kristen's picture, her profile picture, that literally, <laughs> well, okay. Her business is called Calm and Total Chaos. So like if you see yes. her picture, it's like the most genius picture ever, but it's like her sitting <laughs> peacefully in the middle or like trying to, <laughs> and then like three kids running around her in a circle. <laughs> and that's like the best description of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I have a lot of people who will ask me like clients and people who are interested, but they're like, 
how do you or I'll post like, oh, I was reading this morning. They're like, how do you read? How do you meditate? How do you do yoga? And I'm like, it, it may not always be like me zen on a mountain, yeah. but it's it's <laughs> me closing my eyes and being with myself. And if I get interrupted, I get interrupted. And I mean, really, that's part of that awareness thing is like, am I so agitated that I'm that I'm being interrupted? Or am I able to like take a breath and be like, yes, how can I help you? <laughs> you know, yeah. that's like, it's actually, I make it part of my practice. Like, how can I, how can I deal with this with equanimity, which basically just means that you're, you're not reacting. You're just being like water, like staying stable. Like, are you going to put a lot of ripples in there or are you going to be nice and calm? And some days I, react with a lot more. And then I know, oh, okay, I need to be a little gentle with myself today. Like I maybe need mm-hmm. to go do something more for me. Or if I can react in a way that's calm, then I'm like, okay, I'm I'm doing pretty good. But it's also not judging yourself and being hard on yourself, yes. using the time to go like, oh, I'm obviously feeling a little tense today. I need to probably breathe a little bit more. Maybe don't go do something that's going to make me feel more tense. You know, just being being mindful. And that's really what awareness and mindfulness is about is noticing how you're feeling and helping yourself. Yeah. And changing the direction. And I think Mm -hmm. sometimes when people think of like self-care or like being hard on yourself and not being hard on yourself, they're thinking, oh, well, just like, I'll just sit and like not do anything. (laughs) And it's like, no, no, no. (laughs) Like it's awareness, meaning you change and you're like, oh, I can do better. Or what do I need? And let me do yeah. that so that I can do that instead of being like, I'm just going to sit here and not do any action towards me being better because I don't want to be hard on myself. Yes. So I'm not going to be hard. I'm just going to like sit here and do nothing and be uh, stagnant. And that's not what it is. Like, you know, it's no. not being hard on yourself or being kind to yourself is not being stagnant. Like you're like your example is great. Like you are still making action towards you being better like bettering yourself just in a more Mm. forgiving kind way and that's I think that I actually had this whole TED talk on my Instagram about that too of just you know like it it doesn't mean you don't take action it just means you know you just try better and do better and um and I feel like that forgiveness for yourself and that kindness is allows you to make more mistakes and be okay with with that and see yourself as a whole person I mean the whole perfectionism right and see yourself Mm -hmm. as a whole person like I loved when Kristen had this guided imagery um, in the retreat um, one morning, which was just about like the good and bad energy and how it flows through you equally um, Mm -hmm. and how it works together to fill you up. And I love that image because I'm like, yes, like embracing both the good and the bad and seeing that imagery inside my body was so cool and made me feel even more better about myself and kind towards myself of like, yeah, this is good. Like, I need this, but then I can change this. Um, like I know that's always going to be present, but I can yes. change it or do better. So yes, I loved, I love that. Oh, I love that. That's one of my favorites too, because I think there is this thought that I don't know. Like I know some people will, I try to be very transparent about, I have bad days and I have this, but I think there's this thought of like, okay, if I, if you do yoga and you meditate, then you're all light. And it's like, no, no, no. (laughs) I still got the dark. I still have things that, you know, frustrate me about myself. I still have days that I lose it. And I'm like, whoa, that was something, but it's, it's bringing awareness to all of those things. And, and yeah, that kindness to yourself. And it does, 
I think the awareness and the empathy and the understanding to yourself does allow for you to make more mistakes and to go like, you know, I'll be like, wow, I had a rough one. And I'm also aware so that I can tell the people that, I don't know, live with me, like my husband, if I'm having a really hard day, I will tell him like, hey, if I'm being a little snappy or this, like, I just, I feel in a funk. I'm working on it. I'm aware of it. It's not about you. And then it makes it so I'm not yeah. spreading it. Does that make sense? So you're yeah, not like- Yeah, everyone thinks it's about them. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I always think about it that. as like spewing that dark energy on and everybody else. I'm like, hey, no, this is mine. I, I got it. I'm owning this is, it. This is mine. You don't need yeah. to take it on. <laughs> I'm owning it right now. And, <laughs> but I love, I love that communication as well. And I mean, I, I love that communication, but- and, and you, that's also another example, like you catching it there and be, like, you're catching it there. Like you're being aware of it right there. You're not letting it like spread yes. and like come around. Everyone's like, what is wrong with her? Like, what the heck? And like, <laughs> um, right. because we will have those. And I, I love that also the expectation clarification of like people in like doing meditation and yoga, like yeah, it's a practice for a reason. Like <laughs> it is a practice for yes. a reason. There may be multiple days where you're just not feeling it and it's not coming to you or, or like, it's just not processing for you or you're not really having that centered feeling mm-hmm. but then all of a sudden like that next day you're just like on fire like you're like yes like it all builds yes. up to this like it, it's because like you practiced it like if it's yeah. been, it's like in your mind it's at the front of your mind um and it's always there as a tool and I think mm-hmm. that's it's a practice right so that you can have it as a tool like you're always using it as a tool to have that awareness um so that when you do have really bad days and you come out of it you're even stronger because you yes. have it right there with you. Yeah. And I mean, that is always my goal with my clients is to just, is to help them so that I, I mean, I'm happy to be there for people always, but my goal is that you can go like, oh, I'm having a rough day. And you have all these tools in your toolbox that you can sit down and help yourself <laughs> feel yes. better. So. Yes. I love that. Well, I feel like we've had, it's turned into a beautiful conversation. Um, probably <laughs> have, we just, definitely go on for three more hours on all the things um because we're both so passionate about this topic um but I felt <laughs> like we had such a great conversation about like seasons and change and just being okay with who we are and and how to really get through all those things those changes those seasons and um I feel like we had some really great messages for people today that I hope uh, many of you who are listening to this feel inspired by a lot, a lot of the things said today um there's so much light in this episode. There's so much um, beautiful, yeah, compassion and kindness towards ourselves. And um, I hope that carries on to you, that energy carries yes. on to you. So, um, Kristen, is there anything else you would like to close on at all? Um, I just want to remind everyone that you're doing a great job and be gentle with yourself and love yourself. That's yes. it. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Kristen. I, I always enjoy these conversations. <laughs> they're just, they're just the best. I love them so much. Um, so where can everyone find you, work with you? Um, where can we find you? Yeah. So easiest to find me is on good old Instagram. Um, I am at calm in total chaos. Um, you can find me there. My email is the same common total chaos at gmail.com. You can also find me on Patreon, which is with balanced chaos lv and you can listen to my podcast with mm-hmm. my co-host and that is called 
Balance Chaos. And that's on Apple Music, Spotify, all the things. And we put an episode about every week and we've been doing it for a while. So there's lots of talk on mindset, on spirituality, on um, a lot of the things that we touched on today, but a little more in depth. So yeah, yeah. it's an amazing podcast. And didn't you just um, launch some like meditations? Um, yes. Well, I am doing meditations. Yes, I'm doing I'm in the in the works. Actually, last night I was working on it a lot, but I'm in the works of setting up some pre-recorded meditations. And I also am doing personalized meditations. So Mm. if you're interested in that, um, just send me a message and I'll send you over a questionnaire and set you up with a series or a single. And that includes like a little seven minute breath work uh, exercise, which is one of the gentle ones as well as journal questions and oil and crystal recommendations. So yeah, she has a lot to give. So like meditations, <laughs> they have retreats happening throughout the year, which I know are yes. amazing. Oh, I'm going to have to go to one. Um, and they have, yeah. Um, Kristen, I know you do like lots of private coaching and things like that. So yes. plenty of things you can go stalk her on Instagram, the ways to work with her. Cause you definitely want to be in her presence and work with her. She's amazing, but thank you so much, Kristen, for being on and yeah, I can't wait for next time. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun to talk about all these things that I'm so passionate about. So thank you.